Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am a film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years. You can check out all of my written work there at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, Jason Bourne is the film action thriller, some mystery elements to it. It's the fifth film in the Bourne series. It's really the fourth film for most people who don't consider the fourth film, The Bourne Legacy, which featured Jeremy Renner. That was more of a spinoff than an actual part of the overall story of Jason Bourne. It's a PG-13 rated film because of intense sequences of violence and action and brief, strong language. The runtime is two hours and three minutes. Coming back for this film from the previous, I guess, trilogy, is Matt Damon, along with Julia Stiles. Tommy Lee Jones, Alicia Vikander, Vincent Cassell, and Scott Shepard join the series here with this fifth film. Director is Paul Greengrass, and Greengrass also gets a screenplay credit along with Christopher Rouse. So the film has the generic title of Jason Bourne. I think a lot of people were clamoring for funny titles like Born Again or Still Born. But uh, Matt Damon here is returning after a one-film hiatus. He's playing the titular Jason Bourne. Once again, he's working with Bourne Supremacy and Bourne Ultimatum director Paul Greengrass for yet another conspiracy-based actioner that has lots of camera work that shakes and rattles and rolls. Greengrass is also serving here as the co-screenwriter this time out, along with his film editor, Christopher Rouse. And I think... Hey, that is apropos because about 80% of this bare bones film is driven using camera techniques and editing more so than through its dialogue. No one goes into a born flick looking for sparkling dialogue and repartee, but the series does sorely miss the storytelling style of Tony Gilroy, who wrote or co-wrote all four prior films in the series, and he even directed The Born Legacy without Matt Damon in it. This chapter in the saga finds Jason Bourne giving up the spy game. He's living completely off the grid. He's earning his keep as a bruising boxer in the Eastern European underground fighting circuit. And that's until he's pulled out by his old crony in the CIA, Nikki Parsons, played by Julia Stiles. Parsons has gone rogue in order to deliver intel to Jason that she's hacked regarding the identity and mysterious death of Jason's father as well as of his key involvement in a top-secret government operation that was featured so prominently in the first three Bourne films. That brings a suspicious look from tenacious CIA director Robert Dewey, played by Tommy Lee Jones. He's hot on their trail. He doesn't so much want Bourne to come in out of the cold as much as he thinks he's better off dead because he's somebody that is hard to contain and he knows far too much. And that might actually jeopardize their current plot to utilize a monumentally popular social media platform dubbed Deep Dream with a backdoor that allows the CIA to spy on the majority of the world's population. Meanwhile, Dewey's underling, his subordinate, Heather Lee, played by Alicia Vikander, searches for a way to get Bourne on board with them without actually taking him out in the way that Dewey wants to. Now, your interest in level of potential entertainment that you derive from the film Jason Bourne is probably going to be most dependent on what you found so enjoyable about the previous films. If you're mostly looking for some dynamic action sequences set in recognizable places around the world like Rome and Athens and London and Vegas, you'll probably come away satisfied. If you're looking for Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass to have used those nine years since their previous effort to come up with something new or something novel or even completely different than anything you've seen before, I think you're going to come away feeling like Jason Bourne 
is about as empty and vapid experience as there can be in continuing a story beyond its worth. Now, pure and simple, Damon and Greengrass didn't come together because they just had a dynamite Jason Bourne story they were aching to tell, but rather Universal Pictures were willing to pay cash by the truckload for them to continue to try to squeeze out more eggs from their golden goose known as the Bourne franchise until it has none left to give. As long as butts are still filling seats, you're going to get another Jason Bourne film. While Jason Bourne, as a movie, delivers on the goods that most audiences are expecting, that's also part of the problem. Greengrass is merely content to pad out about 20 minutes worth of plotting with about 90 minutes of scenes of characters either walking briskly or running towards one another or driving at incredible speeds or shooting at one another or just punching and kicking and impaling each other, all shot from about a dozen camera angles at a time, shakily, of course, and edited to the point where it feels like things are much more exciting than they actually are because we're getting cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts about every half second. It's nice that they continue to give more background to the boring character for those people who are fans, but they're parceling each tidbit out in such a way that we can expect this and future entries to merely give us one new kernel of information about Bourne's past to make him a danger to keep alive and then build a whole two-hour movie around that little nugget. The franchise is now such a formula that many viewers are probably already going to feel like they've already viewed the next cat and mouse plotted film in this franchise even before it's in production. You know, you can bet your bottom dollar that the next film should there be one, and of course there will be one if this makes money, Matt Damon's going to be on the run, a famous actor is going to play the director of a secret government organization with a mysterious code name that's out to silence him permanently. There's also going to be an attractive female that's going to be the only ally that Jason Bourne can count on that will help him. Bourne's going to clobber bad guys in high buildings and on speeding motor vehicles in a variety of picturesque places around the globe. Jason Bourne was once the antidote to his near namesake, James Bond. Both of them start with J-A-M-B-O. But now he's become just as invincible as that super spy and certainly as predictable. So along these lines, Jason Bourne, strictly for those who prefer their direction shaken, not stirring. I'm giving it two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that it had all of the tools here. It had the talent to be an entertaining film, a worthwhile film, even a good film. But it just doesn't really come together because there's something missing here. And what's missing, the reason why it doesn't all come together, is that there's just no inspiration here for a story. It's just merely continuing on what people expect. Greengrass is delivering exactly what the fans want. Nothing more, nothing less. And unfortunately for people who were lukewarm or moderately entertained by the previous Bourne films like I was, it feels like I'm just watching the same stuff as I've seen before, only with different locales. So two and a half stars is the most I can give Jason Bourne. If you agree or disagree, I do encourage you to write to me. You can go to my website and find out my contact information. You can also go to my website to check out what I gave the other Bourne films in the series I will just tell you right now, this one is my lowest ranked film in that series, but you can read my rationale as far as why by going to my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes and want to leave a review, that's the best way that you can show your support for the show. And don't forget, patreon.com slash quipster if you want to contribute to the show. I'll give you a kudos on a future episode if you do. 